This is the Busy People Podcast hosted by Nicole Hope and Victoria Albuquerque. Dropping knowledge on all things health, wellness, and lifestyle because you're never too busy to learn something new. people. Today's interview is with Ben and Kevin, lifelong best friends who saw a void in the men's skincare industry. Um, they joined forces to create a company called Pretty Boy, and they are here today to talk to us about their first product called Revival. Yeah, I really enjoyed today's conversation with Kevin and Ben. Really great guys. Um, I think they're going to be total disruptors in the skincare industry. Um, They've got a great product. They've got a great brand. And I think this is a great listen for anyone who's interested in skincare, um, is a man specifically looking for a routine or, you know, is looking to help the men in their life. So if you guys like what you hear from Kevin and Ben, you can check out the show notes. They were so gracious to give us a discount code for all of our listeners. So we hope that you support them and check out Pretty Boy. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves a bit? I know that you're a new company, obviously trying to get your name out there. So why don't you tell us about yourselves and why you got into this industry to start with? I think it's kind of interesting, like you talked about. So one, there's the whole friendship component of things. Uh, Kevin and I been, you know, became very close friends at Ohio State freshman year. Um, that was now, you know, almost eight, nine years ago, I guess, since we graduated. So had that kind of that friendship that just started organically of us always hanging out. We would like be constantly BSing back and forth about various different, um, you know, startup ideas or various different business ideas. Some of them were absolutely atrocious. I'm also like very convinced that some of them were billion dollar ideas that we just weren't prepared um, to act on at the time. Um, and it is definitely, you know, as you know, with these things, even with you guys starting your thing, it's all about kind of right place, right time. Um, so how this kind of idea really originated and that's why, you know, I was a little shocked that he passed this over to me is, you know, Kevin, both of us have had skin concerns throughout our entire lives, uh, various different points. Uh, mine was like the classic adolescent acne, um, you know, very self-conscious about it. Used to ask my mom, like I, I was asking dermatologists to like put me on Accutane and I was nowhere close to needing Accutane. Um, so thank God that they didn't allow me to do that. Uh, you know, his side of that whole thing was that, you know, in the high school years, college years, he started to notice these flare ups on his face that ended up being diagnosed as a form of eczema. It's called seborrheic dermatitis. So we'd both always had, you know, like as you hear from other people who start companies or who start businesses, is that there's a problem in their own life that leads to them finding a solution for it. Um, COVID rolls around. Kevin was extremely bored with our day job. We were both working the same company uh, at that time. And so he started taking an e-commerce class. Um, started learning the ins and outs of what it would take to start something up through that e-commerce D2C platform. And right about that same time, the skin condition was getting worse and it was becoming more prevalent. And he'll show you, I mean, if you look at some of the before and afters we have on the website, like you can see, I mean, I'll speak for him on this one. It's embarrassing as hell to walk outside with like that all over your face. And he knew that. And so he started feeling more passionately about like, Hey, I want to deal with this and I've got to find a way to start getting better about taking care of my skin as you can imagine, you know, turn to the women in our lives to look for that. Um, something that, you know, females have been significantly more quick to adopt over the years is skincare compared to guys. Um, 
And the classic kind of response from them was to come back with, you know, seven different steps, a bunch of different products, um, all this stuff that guys are just not willing to do. It's funny because, yeah, I think that like, obviously skincare is just more common with women, even like girls at a young age, but I, it would be hard to find, I think, a person who didn't have like an instance in their life where they didn't feel insecure about their skin, you know, whether it's as a adolescent or like I like I didn't have terrible acne as an adolescent, but I, then I started getting like adult acne and I was like, what the hell is going yeah. on? So, you know, I think it's obviously an industry that's that's appropriate for everybody. No, for sure. And that's, I mean, that's one thing that we've seen again. I I mean, it's interesting. This is just like a random little data point that always like sticks out when we hear that is the number one uh, goal or the number one thing that guys care about when it comes to their appearance, like right now in today's day and age is that they look healthy. And so even taking away all of like what you just said is like, there is this drive towards people wanting to look healthier, feel healthier. Everyone has that moment you said where their skin or the way that they were dressed or something about their appearance led to them being a little bit less confident than they wanted to in that moment. Even if it wasn't like a substantial moment, it's just like those little things do have a really big impact. And that's something that I think we've realized both with our own journeys. And we can talk about that more just like there's a lot of personal ways to talk about that with our confidence journeys and things like that. Um, but just those little times, like they can have a really big impact. And so being a part of like helping guys feel more confident, helping ourselves approach situations with a higher level of confidence and acceptance of our own appearance. Um, it's definitely pretty impactful and it's meaningful and it's cool to see people react to that component of things. Um, all while making people obviously have slightly healthier skin, slightly healthier complexion, stuff like that. Totally. And I, I love that you address the like healthy side of it because I, I think I was kind of thinking about this and I'm, and I'm obsessed with all things healthcare. I had my own issues. I was on Accutane, um, as a teenager and it was a crazy experience. Um, so I've, you know, I've done it all, but when I think about men and, um, you know, they're not as open about the issues well one talking about it but two even trying to find solutions for whatever issues they have i I was curious to see what you guys think like why men traditionally don't take skincare seriously because obviously you know i I think society has told men that it's either too feminine or not manly for them to um take care of themselves that way but i also think it's like a modesty thing I don't know. I mean, maybe even like, I know my husband in particular, like he, I feel like thinks it's like vain to quote unquote pamper himself. Whereas I think of it like, well, if you need to hydrate yourself, you drink water. You're not pampering yourself. Like you exercise to stay healthy. That's not pamper. Like you're just taking care of yourself and being healthy. So I I don't know. I mean, what, what do you guys think or what have you seen? Well, I think you touched on a couple of things too. And it's, it's pretty interesting. It is funny, like the stigma that society puts on skincare, like they kind of almost over feminize, like they built men up to be like, you know, we have to be this macho individual. Like I remember when I was in college, when I started getting my skin issues, like how self-conscious I was about my skin. Everyone wants to look good. Everyone wants to feel good. And you touched on a couple of things. I think society one is starting to kind of make that turn. Everyone's more yeah. all about like creating the best version of themselves, being healthier. And that's kind of one of the things that we wanted to kind of push pretty boys like we wanted to put this in a medium men understand which is health wellness and sport like guys are already spending a bunch of money on gym memberships 
they're already spending a bunch of money on nutrition because they want to create the best version of themselves. They want to set themselves up for the future. And we're laughing because it's like, well, what about your skin? Like I see your face every day, right? Like unless you're working at the YMCA, like I'm not seeing what's underneath that shirt. You, you got to be taking care of your face. And we wanted to put this in more of a health and wellness overall, like take care of yourself um, and try to kind of de feminize skincare because everyone has skin. Everyone wants to look good. Everyone right. wants to feel good. And it's really not that hard. We're just, we were almost trained kind of growing up. It is funny how much things have changed over the past couple of years, but trained that, Hey, that's kind of a little more feminine and you shouldn't be taking care of your skin. Well, the implications, if you don't can be pretty drastic. For sure. <laughs> and I, I think like to piggyback off of that and going back to your question is like, why has this been slower to adopt? Like, why does your husband feel that way? So there is definitely the stigmas that have come around with like any type of gender stereotypes. Right. Um, another thing that we worked like tirelessly to, you know, validate and not only from customers we spoke to like before time during the development process. And then after the fact is like, guys do want something that's very simple. And like, you know how many jokes can be made about like female skincare routines? Like we exaggerate and say that we were offered hundred step routines, but I mean, there are some women I know that have like 30 different skincare products in their, in their armoire or whatever. Um, that's never going to really resonate with guys. Other things like, the texture of these products, you know, guys are very used to a certain way that their skin feels the things that they put on from their deodorants to their body washes, all that stuff. And so it's like, for whatever reason, the market, once it started developing towards guys, and once we saw some of the stigma shifting happen is like, even when we look at other people who are targeting guys and trying to do similar things is like, well, they're not making it more simple. They're still offering a bunch of different products and they're leaving out key components that one might, you know, expect to be in there if you know you're kind of way around the skincare aisle, as we say. Um, and then from like a texture component or like a texture standpoint is they're either just not listening or they're not able to deliver on what people want. And so for us, that was something that's super, super lightweight. And so, you know, if you were to bounce that question back to your husband, like I would love to know, okay, like, yeah. So there's this vanity piece. And I think to, you know, Kevin and you, you know, both answered that with the health and wellness component, which is just, that's one thing we see is this is just one part of that holistic health and wellness journey. Um, but then it's also like, okay, well, have you ever been presented with a skincare product that you absolutely love? Cause that's one of the things that I've found so interesting about this process is hearing from my, you know, 70 year old uncle down to my 15 year old cousin and down to like the random people we hear from all the time is like, this is the first product that I've put on my face that I was like actually excited to keep using as a guy. And then once you have that adoption, like not only is that really humbling and cool for us to hear, but then you realize, okay, like this is what guys want. This was a big barrier. And it's kind of cool that we were able yeah. to kind of figure that out and deliver on that. That's awesome. And that kind of, um, I want to go into the branding and the messaging. Cause I think it's so cool what you guys are doing. I'm obsessed with your social like your messaging is so great. And so, yeah, I was hoping we could dive into that. You could talk a little bit about Pretty Boy, the brand and your mission as a company. We're very intentional with everything we do. I mean, Ben touched on it even just from how we built the product specifically for what guys want, what's going to get them to target skincare. Um, we really wanted to choose a name that really stuck out, you know, names everything for a brand. Um, and honestly, like back in high school, and this is like, what, 2012. So how much things have changed since then. But I used to get called a pretty boy by my football coach all the time. Mm. Um, you know, wanted to wear the arm sleeve, the visor. And when we were kind of thinking up names, we had one that was pretty bad before that did not do well. Um, we were kind of making a pivot. We we're like, well, 
what about pretty boy? How do we kind of take this stereotype head on, you know, skincare is typically over feminized, how we take this stereotype head on and really create that modern version of a pretty boy. We already know guys want to look good. You know, they're starting to get into fashion. They want to eat healthy. We're like, let's take the stereotype head on. that used to be like a negative connotation right. and kind of use it for the fuel for our brand. And to be honest, going into it, we were a little unsure how it would play out. Like, are people, you know, is this going to be 50, 50 or some people are going to be like, I will never use this product because it's called pretty boy. And honestly, we've been getting really good feedback um, on it, which has been, been awesome for us reassuring. Cause we were definitely a little nervous going in, but I think pairing kind of having, you know, fun with it, not taking yourself too seriously right. and then kind of pair it with that lifestyle branding. Um, it really ended up working. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, Oh, go on. No, well, yeah, I was just going to say, I love how like transparent and just like in your face you are. Um, it's like I said, I just think it's such great messaging. And I think that that really does originate from, you know, two things. And I, I know you asked about the mission, so I kind of do want to go into that and kind of would love to just get your guys' feedback. I mean, you say you love the messaging, you see things. I mean, I would love to know like anything that sticks out to you and that you truly do find unique about the way we're handling this and the way that we're talking about this. Um, so going back to what Kevin was saying and what you just said about that messaging leaning into it is like, I do think, you know, one of the things we always talk about and why we've been so passionate about starting a company together and just starting a company overall is like, we want to be treated the way we want to treat our customers the way that we've always wanted to be treated. Like I can point out specific brand instances where like I had a connection with the brand that made me either a lifelong customer or at the very minimum, like that I was willing to talk positively about that brand and like, I'm not someone who does that typically, like Kevin knows that. Um, and so for us, it was like, how can we be unabashedly transparent, like be so comfortable with ourselves? Again, like we know that pretty boy can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I mean, we're from Ohio. We grew up in Ohio 10 years ago. Like, you know what pretty boy meant back then in Ohio. Um, and that's, I think, what's interesting when you look at some of the other communities also that have accepted us and been so into this is like, we've just approached this with this full commitment to being who we are, to being transparent, to treating our customers the way that we want to be treated and not putting people into different segments and boxes. It's more so like when Kevin says redefine what the modern day pretty boy is, is like we always say like pretty boy represents characteristics. Like it represents nothing else other than that, but it's characteristics of how you want to live your lifestyle. Like, are you willing to put in the hard work where you need to? Do you care about the way that you're perceived by other people? Not in a uh, vain way or in a superficial way, but like, do you want to take care of yourself, be the best version of yourself? Do you, you know, are you willing to take that next big leap? Cause these are all things that played out so largely for us. Um, and I think to circle back on that is like going back to what you said, is that really where that is really where that mission of inspiring guys to become healthier and more confident versions of themselves, starting with their skin really originated from is like, we had this awesome name we knew. And I do want to take a second to just call out. I mean, one of the things that's so great about the partnership that Kevin and I have is, you know, the way that we can split up our duties and, and our, our skill sets. And like this kid from the beginning, it's just like good idea after good idea after good idea after how to show this thing, how to make this appealing to what our modern demographic likes. I mean, it's really impressive to see that. And once we connected on that visualization front and we were able to start living out some of these like desires we've had for what a company could look like and what it could represent to people, it was just really fun to see it all come together. And I think that played a very big role in the acceptance of some of these things that were a little bit different. 
like that if we came in with that name doing things differently who knows if people would have liked it if we came in with some of the old color palettes we were playing with like maybe it wouldn't have looked as alive and felt as approachable as it did but then if we didn't message the way that we did and have this intense focus on quality then people might see it as like a gimmicky type of brand so it's like everything kind of fell together because of our commitment to live out the things that were most important to us as consumers i think more than anything yeah, and I think you've, you've nailed the branding side of it. And so you're identifying the consumers that will identify with you. And then that creates the brand loyalty. So you're drawing people in and they're interested and they like you know the, the messaging that we keep talking about. But um, now let's get into the skincare, right? So um, obviously they're gonna stay because of the product. So. I guess the first thing I'm curious about is what you as men and as the business owners here see as some of the top concerns that men have specifically regarding skincare. We did a, a lot of due diligence and thankfully, I mean, Ben talk, touched on it. Like we've been talking about wanting to start a company together forever because like of our skill sets, like it just pairs so well, but we're also interested in so many similar things. We just approach things differently. So we've become like yeah. almost like the perfect care to start this. and. I think this is something that like, you know, I developed eczema, you know, going in college and didn't know how to handle it. So I can only handle specific ingredients that has to be high quality. But like Ben really took this part of like hammering out, like, you know, the quality of the ingredients, the approach for this, which has been a huge help and kind of, you know, obviously branding can get a lot of, you know, people to join the product, but the actual product is what keeps them to stay. Like you said, Um, we really did our due diligence, interviewed guys. We're very intentional on what do guys specifically want from ingredients. And our goal here was, you know, how can we consolidate a routine and target men's top concerns, you know, using the most high quality ingredients, the most science backed ingredients that we could, because we want to try to appease like the largest audience. That was kind of the approach we took. And, you know, what came out of that was men's top concerns were dry skin. They were dark circles. They were wrinkles, aging, um, and then like redness irritation or something that, you know, either something from like eczema or like shaving irritation. Yeah. So once we kind of isolated those top four, you know, issues, started working with our clinical team. All right, what are the best ingredients out there that have the most science backing that can kind of target these products that maybe are multifunctional ingredients so we can kind of consolidate some of those, those products that you might typically use um, to create revival. Um, worked on it for for two years and thankfully you know our partners um you know really helped us come through and it's uh it's been very uh it's been like i guess a blessing to kind of take a a vision and kind of actually bring a product to uh to the table especially with covid and all the logistical issues oh my god i can't even imagine i just want to jump in too for a second before you guys move on um so i kind of like live by environmental working group and i don't know i mean if you i don't know i'm just going to talk about what it is for people who are listening who maybe don't know but environmental working group basically rates um ingredients they either like certify it um or they rate it on scale from like one to ten one being great it's like ingredients you can look up any skincare products you can look up food you can look up house cleaning like anything and they basically they do all the research And they let you know what is safe and what's not for you to use. So I look up everything that I buy, like 
clean like tide for example i hope i don't get sued by tide like Mm -hmm. tide has like a d rating it's like the worst thing you could use it's pretty much all my mom uses it's all we grew up using i'm so like literally doing laundry right now (laughs) yeah so but anyway i mean there's like some of it's all different concerns like if you have sensitive skin whatever it tells you then it breaks it down it tells you like really what the issues are with it but I looked up every ingredient in your product on EWG before this interview, and every single one was a one big green circle. So I just want to put that out there that you guys definitely like I did my due diligence and just looking into it, but you guys definitely did your due diligence because every single ingredient was a one. So kudos for you guys. Yeah. It is funny when you look at it, like I remember going through my skincare journey when, you know, I didn't grow up with like a you know, a skincare routine, like most guys until I started developing like these crazy red breakouts on my face because of my eczema and, you know, having to go to the dermatologist for the past 10 years, trying to find, you know, these products, you, you see all these brands for women. I was like, where's the brand that represents us. And I remember there was a couple male brands out at the time that I would bring my dermatologist and they would just laugh and look at me and be like, I would never recommend this to my patient. And so when we kind of went down this, this route and appreciate you looking up the ingredients, we were very intentional on how do we use the best ingredients possible? Like we really, our, our vision was, was like, all right, we can, if we can nail the branding, great, but how do we get the clinical community on board and actually create that kind of lifestyle clinical product? You see a lot of these high quality um, women brands, but there wasn't really, you know, we couldn't really find one out there that met the quality of our dermatologists. And you guys were asking before about like what we liked about your, you know, just your product, what you guys have put out on Instagram, like your website. And for anyone who hasn't been on it, or if you're going to visit it, every single product is listed with it's like a picture of what it is and an explanation of what it is and the name of it. So when you guys talk about transparency, I mean, it really is. I like just got um, an email today about a product like a vitamin C serum, and I won't name the brand, but... I was like trying to figure out how much vitamin C was actually in it. And there's nothing there that says it like you cannot figure it out. I don't know like where it's sourced from nothing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the transparency like behind your whole, your whole mission, I think is, is amazing. So, and you know, what's so funny is the, the top concerns, the, the top concerns that you found men were experiencing or have it's, pretty similar to what women are feeling mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's just not spoken about. So um, just putting it out there and, and giving such a great product to people is, is awesome. Um, I know, Kevin, you've had your struggles with eczema. Can you maybe explain the importance of the um, seal of acceptance by the National Eczema Association? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, one, like, obviously, yeah, so I have sabriatic dermatitis. Um, my skin's extremely sensitive. Um, so one of the things, one, we wanted to create a product that I could actually use. Um, and, you know, with the seal of acceptance, you know, obviously, because I have eczema, that was important to get. But a big portion is that is that there's actually a stat that 70% um, of Americans, or is it just men, Ben? I think it's 70% of men um, claim to have sensitive skin. And the big portion of that is like, obviously, you know, it does, you ha- it has to go to a board and, you know, there's a rigorous evaluation to get acceptance, which is huge. But our big thing was credibility. Um, there's a lot of, you know, people jumping into the space right now that, um, you know, everyone markets to the best, right? But for us is like, where's that credibility? Where's that data that actually shows that, you know, we're actually preaching what we're saying. Um, 
And obviously having sensitive skin, 70% of Americans having sensitive skin and wanting to kind of reach a larger population. We thought that seal would be, you know, amazing if we could actually achieve it to really showcase that credibility for our brand. Um, and thankfully, you know, going through the process, you know, being very intentional with ingredients, we were able to become the first male brand to receive the seal of acceptance from the National Eczema Society. That's awesome. That's yeah, that is, cool. that, that is, that's amazing. Um, since we're talking about the product, which is called Revival, you kind of like threw that in there before, but maybe people who don't know you guys. So right now you have one current product, right? It's called Revival. Can you just explain like what the product actually is and then, you know, how often you use it? What are the benefits of the product that is out right now? Um, like what we like to say is that it's a skin recovery focused uh, anytime use moisturizer. Uh, so obviously, like when you look at what the most important steps are from a skincare routine, it's that you're getting that moisturization. It's that you're wearing sunscreen and applying that SPF and then you're cleaning your face. But it's funny, the biggest like change that we've been seeing and trying to get guys to like actually where to put their attention is like, this is your face. Like you should look at the ingredients. You know, the amount of times we've talked to our dermatologists and looking at like other brands, like I said, they're like, I would never recommend this to a patient. You know, there's all these ingredients, the next marketing ingredient that has no science behind it. And it's really been, you know, that big push to obviously train men now, like what to look for because we are still so uneducated. But even going to that point, yeah, even going to that point, because it's a great point, is that it's funny how all of this plays out. So like for females, like, again, you guys are really comfortable with ingredients. You you know what to look for. You know why. You hear about it all the time. Various influencers are talking about it. For guys, that's not the case. So like when we look at how to change behaviors, one of the funniest things or one of the most interesting parts of this whole journey has been like we we knew it because people told us this and we like had a really good hunch on it. But like that texture has been such a driving force in adoption. I mean, it is funny though, like how many guys we talk to, everyone they're like, now they come to us because we're the skincare guys, but they're like, I want to take care of my face, but I have no idea what to do. And that's just so common. Like so many guys want to get into it, but if they don't have, you know, a sister to lean on, a girlfriend, um, a lot of times they don't know where to start. Don't know where to start, yeah. We, we knew initially, like there were so many cleansers, like the reason we came out with this moisturizer or like one of them was because, you know, everyone has a cleanser right now. Everyone knows the cleanser face. There's a million cleansers coming up. But when we were talking to guys, like one of the biggest issues was one, they didn't have an SPF that they liked. So that would have been really hard to get them to adopt. Two, just going down a skincare aisle, there is so many different moisturizers that it was becoming so overwhelming for men. So we knew that a cleanser that makes sense. We didn't want to have to compete immediately with everyone that just, just keeps coming out with this cleanser. We thought coming out with a moisturizer that can consolidate ingredients would be like the fastest way to kind of earn that trust, um, help a lot of confusion for men. And then from there, you know, then coming out with our next products with cleanser and SPF would be an easy adoption. So because you guys chose moisturizing, like we talked a little bit about it, but what are like the overall benefits for men listening who don't moisturize who should be moisturizing what are the yeah. benefits of moisturizing that they need yeah. to know so it's some of the top benefits well one obviously hydrating your skin but like digging deeper into that you know a lot of people a lot of brands you know will come out and say this is going to affect or change your wrinkles this is going to get rid of them the biggest thing is one you know turning over and helping build that skin barrier 
you know, you do age and when you do get wrinkles, it's pretty hard to get rid of them. So like our big thing is why do you eat healthy? Why do you work out? It's to prevent, it's preventative maintenance to set yourself up for the future. You know, being able to moisturize every day to hydrate that skin and help build that skin barrier is so huge to create healthy um, skin in the long term, which is why men need to be starting now and not waiting until I'm 38 and I have wrinkles and you're like, man, I wish I would have started this. Um, and it's such an easy, an easy thing that takes less than a minute, less than 30 seconds to do in the morning and at night or whenever your skin needs a boost. That's what I was going to ask you. So do you, um, suggest that men are using this product every time they cleanse their skin? Is that like the goal? So twice a day, maybe? Yeah. So we, we would say, um, and it says it on our bottle, we'd say anytime after either you shower, you know, a lot of times getting out of the shower can you know, cause your skin to dry out or right after you cleanse your face. So typically either depends how many times you cleanse your face. People are different. You know, I like, I have very, uh, I touch my face a lot. I get oily skin. I wash my face in the morning and at night. Um, so anytime after you cleanse, anytime after you jump out of shower or just sometimes, you know, like I said before, if you feel like your skin really needs a boost, maybe you're outside running a lot, you're active. Um, you know, you could do it then too. There's really not a, a set number of times um, from what we've been told from our clinical team that, you know, you're over, really over moisturizing. Did they talk about uh, like your team um, about like if they, if you're continuing to moisturize, does like, does it have long-term benefits of like built, like you said, that skin barrier, does that mean that like you're building up the ability to hold moisture? Is that what you meant by that? Yeah. So, um, a big part of it. Yeah. Is so building up that current barrier you have, um, and then also helping rebuild when you, cause over time, as you age, you lose moisture and you lose hydration in your body. Do you, um, have, so besides like the moisturizing part, is there any other main reasons that you would want to tell our listeners why they would need this product? So, I mean, as far as just, I mean, touching base on like why guys, not just even on moisturizing, but skincare in general. Um, this is such an easy step to just jump into, you know, a simple skincare routine. Um, but just like the benefits of like we touched on moisturization, but adopting a, you know, proper skincare routine of a gentle cleanser, you know, a moisturizer that has, you know, multifunctional ingredients to target your specific concerns, maybe some actives in there. Like, um, you know, we, you know, you could throw in a retinoid, we, or you could have like something like we have like niacinamide, squalene, HA, um, things that kind of help build that skin barrier. And then a nice SPF moisturizer, kind of having those three basic products to really um, help with long-term skin health is uh, something that we would recommend, especially if you're trying to um, slow down that aging process. I don't know who said it before, but one of you were suggesting that you had maybe other products that were on the horizon. Is that something that you can or want to talk about? From from the beginning, the goal has been to deliver on what you need to have a healthier overall skin, overall face, um, and the least amount of products necessary. So everything that we do, like we've always said, is going to be like we come out with a new product's going to be functionally different than anything else that we can do. We don't want to get into the habit of delivering a bunch of SKUs um, and trying to wordsmith the differences between these products by, again, Kevin mentioned like some of the trending ingredients um, was just walking you through some of that skin science and what happens to the physiological component of your skin as you do these different activities or different, you know, steps in the skincare routine. 
Um, so the next most important for us is going to obviously be to get a sunscreen out. That's going to be huge. That is by far, I, I, while I was dealing with the technical issues, I heard someone basically ask what the benefit of all this is and can it really do that much? Um, you know, to really, really see serious changes from a cosmetic topical, anything like that, it is going to require that it has a true active, a true drug in it. Um, so Kevin mentioned like retinoid, um, you know, someone, you know, talking about like an SPF, like that's, what's going to do these seriously going to give you the most prevention towards some of the negative impacts that putting your skin through, you know, the UV damage through the environmental impacts and environmental stressors. Um, from there, it's going to be that cleanser. And then that's going to hopefully for us round out what would be the basic routine. Um, from there, it's going to really be dictated on what the market wants, what our consumers need. And again, whether or not we are delivering something that's functionally different from a clinical perspective uh, than something else that we have. So um, I think we feel pretty comfortable the next year going to be that cleanser and a sunscreen product. Uh, I think we'd like to make some modifications to the moisturizer based on an ingredient gap that we could fill by having that morning moisturizer have SPF. Uh, and then from there, we're going to be working with, you know, our consumers and, and the customers that we work with on, you know, what are the things that they're looking for the most? Um, we have a lot of really fun ideas about, you know, different products that could come into the line, both from an actual skin perspective, various different tools, fun little things to have in the bathroom. Um, but again, just want to make sure that everything we're delivering is something people explicitly do need and that we're doing different from something we've done or something different from what's in the marketplace. I was actually going to ask you that about um, putting the SPF in the moisturizer and why you guys chose not to, or if that was just not part of the initial plan. No. Yeah. Uh, short answer to that is that we, it's such a finicky product. Like once you get into the world of SPF, I mean, there's so much um, that takes making a really good one. We've already talked about how important texture is. I mean, like 95% of the SPF products I put on my face, I don't love how they feel. So for us, it was like, how are we exactly? It's, it's so frustrating. Um, so for us, it was like, how can we enter this industry with credibility, with excitement and get like widespread adoption early on? And so I know Kevin walked through that, but it's like with, for us, it was like, how can we just make sure that we are the moisturizer that every single guy wants to use from there? Then we can start making modifications to this product. We can come out with new ones. Um, the goal would be that like that feeling you get when you put revival on um, super lightweight blends in immediately into like even thick beards like his, I can't grow one myself. So I'm not going to be our testing dummy on that <laughs> side um, is that we could mimic what you feel with revival with getting that sunscreen or with that SPF protection, um, which then would allow us to modify revival on the, on the other side and put in some type of performance active that is a little bit more, um, sensitive to things like sunlight. So that's your retinoids, that's your vitamin C's. Like we could start doing some different things there. It's so exciting. Um, we're really grateful, really thankful that you spent time with us today. We love what you're doing. We're excited to see what else you guys get up to. Um, but before you leave, is there anything that you can leave our listeners with that will encourage them to either buy the product for themselves or for the man in their life? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we touched on it a lot in here. Like aging is, you know, one of the top priorities for men and women. And we kind of come back always to this kind of health and wellness approach on preventative maintenance. One, it's never too late. Well, I shouldn't say never too late, but 
start today because you know it's never gonna get better than what it is today you know aging it's you know a fact of life start working out start eating healthy start taking care of your skin you do that now you're setting yourself up for success in the future go get yourself a bottle pretty boy love it um and can you leave our this is something we like to ask all of our guests um is there a mantra that helps keep each of you motivated each day so mine is just get 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 one step further every single day like get to the next day improve just a little bit on yourself um improve for the company like early on that was really what drove me was just like how can we get to the next day and advance this company how can i advance what i need to do on a personal level mentally emotionally um physically and so i think that's that's what mine has always been and it's been that for quite some time now Mm -hmm. yeah i think mine mine's more like uh i guess like i don't know family i'm a big family person so like my whole thing has just been like i'm kind of doing this for other people in my life so whole reason i'd take the risk now you know if it doesn't work out but it's gonna work out you know we still got a long life ahead of us but that's kind of my whole thing just kind of doing it for other people that's great love that um well can you tell us how people can reach you if they want to learn more or follow your journey yeah um you can uh first follow us on social at yo.prettyboy.com on instagram facebook and tiktok and then check us out on our website at yoprettyboy.com. Thank you, Thank you guys so, so much. much. I think we got some really good information from you guys. I'm planning on buying some revival for my husband. Yeah, same. We're going to have so them we get, we go live on Instagram. We're going to go live yeah. with them <laughs> trying it. And then we'll do like a before and after. Yeah, let's do it. Well, thank you again. We appreciate you guys. So let us know if there's anything else you need. Thanks for reaching out to us and letting us interview you guys. No, we were stoked. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Busy People Podcast. You can find highlights from today's episode in the show notes. Please support us by sharing this episode, leaving a rating or review, and subscribing to the show. And to catch all the latest from us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Busy People Podcast. Join us next time for another enlightening conversation because you're never too busy to learn something new.